Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, gang. So today we have Jen Martins back of Jen Plus Color. You know, I talked with Jen a while ago about having her back on. She was one of my first episodes and I knew we didn't get everything from her in that episode, but uh, she kind of got on my radar two weeks ago prior to a lot of us closing our salons. Jen was, to me, the forefront, one of the first people that I saw. She closed her salon on March 15th. She did her last wedding on March 14th and then last client on the 15th, that Sunday. And so I think she was someone that kind of sent a flare to me through social media because I was like... Jen's closing her salon. Like this must be getting serious. So I wanted to have her back on today to talk about, you know, what it's been like and how she's gone about making this decision, because I think it was so um, thoughtful and ahead of the curve. So Jen, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I am so stoked to be here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of crazy now that we don't have clients behind the chair that like scheduling an interview is like, I have work today. And I tell my yeah. husband, I'm like, I have a call. I have to, I have to go. I will be back. And he's like, yeah. okay, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, since the kids are out of school, I had to borrow my son's, uh, you know, his heavy duty microphone things. And he's like, mom, next time you should get your own set. And I'm like, dang, my 14 year old's like, telling me I'm like excuse me who's in charge here (laughs) (laughs) you're like listen I have a gig today (laughs) yeah I was like next time you I was like how do you know what I do when you're at school like I could be on your Mm -hmm. computer playing video games all day long yeah exactly (laughs) so tell us a little bit about how you you know came to the decision and to, to close your salon and then kind of what what's been going on with you Sure. Yeah. It's been a pretty crazy, like seven, I don't know how to do math. You guys, I do hair. Let's see when you said like, it's been like 10 days or something. Yeah. It feels, it feels, it feels like forever. Uh, Yeah. Like a hundred. Yeah. It feels like a hundred as I'm sure everyone else can relate to that. Uh, going, going through all this right now, I've felt every emotion you can probably imagine. Um, I, uh, so let's see, I, I'm trying to think back two weeks ago, I think it was, you know, I started listening to the news, you know, I was looking at the CDC, uh, a lot, um, who, you know, the WHO world health organization, I was really trying to look at what they were putting out, like what information they were putting out, um, about this pandemic, the virus going around. And, you know, but at that point, I think most people in the United States didn't really, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I think there's a little bit of a, a feeling that we're untouchable. You know, we're we're not susceptible to something like that. But right. you know, it was just really interesting to me, and and of course, devastating to those that are were being affected. Um, and so I was just really paying attention to it, and I started, uh, you know, of course, hearing about San Francisco or not San Francisco, sorry, Seattle. Um, they were the first that were hit. Uh, you know, that had been really of like majorly brought. I know there was a cruise ship, um, but. that was like the first city that was really like inundated, um, with the virus and just listening to people, you know, the experts talking about how, what you see today is nothing that until, 
you know, two weeks from now, right? So like at the baseline, you, you look around, oh, we're fine, everything's fine. But the incubation period of the virus is so, you know, can last up to like 14 days and you could be walking around with the virus and have no idea. Um, and then that's when it hits. So, you know, we're, we're basically planning today, we're planning for two weeks from now, basically. Um, so when I started seeing that, how, you know, how that, those curves were going up, you know, in Italy and in Seattle, and was just hearing, you know, if you can stay home, stay home. Um, I, I just, I don't, I, you know, I don't remember when our first case hit my, my local area, but um, we're in a small area where I live. It's nine cities and each one is about 50,000 population. Um, so we're not super huge, but we're, we're, you know, I call it an island. So like when you're here, you're on the island, but the majority of the population here is over 55 years old. Mm. And I, I know the virus, you know, what we knew at the time affected those over 55 the most, or at least it was mostly more deadly. So I was feeling this ache in my heart for a majority of my clients that if they're coming into my salon, I might be sick and not know it, or another client might be, and they don't know it. And then every single person that comes in might be affected. And like, I couldn't, I was like, I was having nightmares. I couldn't sleep. My insomnia was terrible. I was feeling so guilty that I knew this information, but yet I was choosing to stay open, felt wrong. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I, I was thinking about how um, I didn't realize that like I could feel good and be giving it to people. It just, it, it did, it felt like such a relief once like last Tuesday came around and I decided before they shut Chicago down to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this after today. And after I made the decision, I felt like in a lot of ways, like a weight had been lifted. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think most of us have done it in a way that, in my opinion, has been great. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of stylists doing the same thing. We get the information. We say, okay, we're going to be super extra clean. And it's like, okay, cool. And then it's like, okay, okay, now I'm going to distance people six feet apart. Okay, cool. You know, like, we've all tried, and I can really, you know, commend, like, the effort that, like, a lot of stylist friends have done, you know? And I think we're all trying, and we're all scared, mm-hmm. and... You know, I, I just, I think for my, my assistant and myself, we both are, you know, we're kind of emotional and a client would leave and we'd be shaking. Like, I hope we cleaned up the chair good enough. We hoped like somehow they didn't touch something that someone else had touched. Like I was having this like full blown anxiety attacks every single day. And, and then I have actually have a really dear friend of mine. She's really connected with like, she's always on the forefront of like anything, and she had texted me like, hey, I'm really scared about my parents and my mom and dad are really sick all the time and people aren't taking this serious. And so when she said that, I was like, wait, she, I feel like she's someone I trust. She, I feel like she's always looking at news articles and she's really at the forefront of a lot of things, I think, before a lot of people. So when she was like, Jen, people aren't taking this serious, I was like, okay, you know something, but yeah. I don't know. Like, um, and she was right. She was hundred percent right. You know, like this, she knew it was going to come. And now in my city, you know, I don't know the exact total right this very second, but I think we've had about six deaths. Um, our, our hospitals are to capacity right now. Um, it's, it's been, it's really scary and we're a small area. Um, I, yeah, it's really bad. 
Yeah. So I know we had talked like before the episode about like some of the things that, you know, like the, the cost that this like pandemic is for so many people. And we were talking mm-hmm. about the, the kids that don't have school anymore, but will you talk a little bit about like, cause I know it's like close to your heart. Yeah. So, um, the one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, uh, is, one thing that I think a lot of stylists can relate to, and I think when we're out of work and we're out of being, you know, with our clients, all money aside, of course, that's a lot of a lot of a lot of our mm-hmm. stresses uh, for a lot of people. So a lot of us, I think, we're really worried about finances. I think that's pretty pretty standard. I feel like everyone can relate to that. The other thing I feel that maybe what I've seen in a lot of my stylist friends and myself included, of course, is missing the human interaction. I feel like a lot of stylists do this job because we actually really like human connections and reactions. Like we don't, we're not working at a desk all day. We are working with the public one-on-one and we have relationships with these people. And I think the one thing that I've been missing so much is just asking people, how's your day going? And that giving hugs and just sharing those moments is, I think, been the hardest part. And then when I think of the people that are now at home, you know, the, there's, I, I was in a not so good relationship for about, uh, probably 11 years. Um, and I was married and it wasn't, it wasn't good. And so when my, when, when my partner, when, when he would go to work, um, it was, it was a relief for me. It was a little bit of time to, okay, we have this time while he's gone. I'm not stressed. He's not stressed. We're away from each other. And and it's like a sanity, right? A little bit of sanity. And now all I can think about is not all that I think about, but you know, a lot that I think about that my heart breaks for and aches for is those who now are at home, they're quarantined and they're stuck together. And there's children that now have both parents or one parent, um, maybe a single parent, something like that, where now they're possibly in a situation that's really tough. And that that's one thing that's been really weighing on my heart a lot lately. And I don't really know where we can go with that. You know, I don't know really how to help. I wish I knew, but I mean, I don't know what you think. Well, yeah, but I get what you're saying. It's like you, you can put yourself back there and put yourself in like the place of like what it would be like right now to be like in that still. And it probably, I mean, it probably just like breaks your heart for other people, not all the time, but like, if you think about it, it's like, oh, so maybe like, just like positive, hoping people like can get out of this. Cause, cause like you're an inspiration, like you were able to, and it's not like it was probably very easy. It was probably very difficult, but just like, even if someone's hearing this right now going, Oh yeah, I'm not treated nicely or yeah, it's not like it's bad, bad, but it's pretty bad. And it's like, just hear someone like yourself who that's why when you had told me that after our last episode, I was like, I'd love to find a way to have you back on to talk about that because not at all looking at you. What I think you came out of something like that and not that they're I, like, Oh, you should look a certain way, but you're just such an empowered person. And I think that like people hearing that today, sh- like it should be something that gives people hope, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, 
so a lot of, a lot of time in my relationship. Um, so I, I always tell people I've been doing hair for 19 years, but I actually wasn't doing hair necessarily because I wasn't allowed to, um, for a, for a little while. Um, my ex was really controlling and, and he didn't feel that I could make enough money, um, to do hair. So I would have to do hair at my house on friends and family. Um, because you know, he just thought it was like, there's no way that it's going to like, what if tomorrow you don't have any clients, then we have no money. So that, you know, he was just always so scared and negative and was his own fears that were, you know, controlling the, trying to, trying to control the situation. Um, and so I know that, um, I, I just had to hang in there, I guess. Um, I didn't know really what, where I was, you know, what I was going to do. I don't know if there was any end in sight, but I know the first, the way that I finally just convinced him was a salon was offering commission. And so I had told him like, Hey, it's, it's not hourly, but like, at least I don't have to pay rent. So like, why don't you let me like go work there for like a little while? And he had told me, no, 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 go work at this other salon that's hourly. And, and I remember thinking, but like, if I do X amount of haircuts mm-hmm. in a day, I would be making so much more than just hourly at, you know, another place. And I, I had to kind of convince him that like this, this was, it was going to be okay. And, but for a long time, I was home all the time. And I felt that isolation all the time. I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, I, I didn't really have a lot of people to talk to. So, I, that's where I think I can really relate to a lot of people right now that are at home that are, they feel stuck at home because, because they are, um, yeah. is like, I have been there. Like I, there have been years when I, my babies were little, they all were in diapers at the same time, my three sons. And I would be sitting there crying. I would just be sitting on the floor crying and just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. I was afraid to tell my, my mom. I had, I had promised myself I'd never tell my mom, um, that I was ever getting in fights with my ex. Like I told her, I told myself, never tell my mom. I want her to always think that we're in a perfect relationship. And, and I, I kept that promise to myself until the day I told him I was wanting a divorce and I called my mom and I told her and she didn't believe me. She said, no, 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 you've, wow. there's, there's no way. And I said, no, I, I've, I've lied to you. Like this has been terrible for this many years, you know? And I, uh, one thing that, that I, ca- I would tell myself, I thought I was telling myself was I was finally strong enough to leave, but I think that's actually kind of bullshit. Um, I was actually strong the entire time. And I think that I just needed like that one moment to just tell myself that and this is going to sound maybe crazy or dark, but like, what was the worst thing that could happen? if I told him I wanted to leave and if Mm -hmm. that worst thing happened, like at least I tried though. Right. So like, I just had to like, just do it. And it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that it wasn't easy, but I definitely, I'm sure not. I mean, it's been four. it'll be four years in August. And since I left and, you know, actually, I will say silver lining, bright, bright rainbows and unicorns. We actually are way better communicators now than we ever have been. 
So he and I do talk almost every day. We only talk about the children. Um, but, but no, it's, it's was one of the best decisions, the healthiest, smartest, Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's interesting what you're saying though. I was like, I was strong the whole time because I don't look at people that stay in those kind of situations or people that stay in relationships that are really challenging as they're weak people. Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. they're some of the strongest people because they, they choose to stay in something that like kind of is killing them. So it's cool that you say I was strong the whole time, but you got healthy. Like you did, you made a healthy choice for your, yeah. And I like that. I like separating those because otherwise I just feel like it's like there's a stigma that people that are in bad situations are weak and it's Mm. far the opposite in my opinion. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it makes me like choked up. I feel like I've got, I'm just going to sit here misty eyed for your episode. So how do you think like, like, I mean, four and a half years is not that long. Like how, how has what you've been through impacted, like how you show up at work? Like even, even it makes, it almost leaves clues as to why you closed your business when you did. It's just like, I just feel like there's like maybe a sense of confidence to you and just this like deep knowing about like what's right for you. Yeah. I just, (sighs) I don't know. I, I mean, I think I've always been an activist, uh, in so many different ways. Uh, I, I just love my community and, and I love people in general. And I think that's obviously probably why I stayed for so many years, um, Mm -hmm. in the relationship I was in, I knew that there was the right thing to do. And I love my clients so much. Like I love the people that come in and sit in my chair I love talking to them. I love when they open up. Uh, I really love my salon space. It's a suite. It's like a private um, I love section. your place. Thank you. Yeah, it's like a private section. I have two chairs. Um, I have a full-time assistant, and she's a sweet baby angel. I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, we, you know, I, I, try, I try not to have any topic off limits. I know that's like a big you know, taboo thing in salon, uh, environments is you don't talk about religion, politics, or sex. I don't know. What if people know what's the other one? You're not supposed to talk about religion, politics, whatever. I don't care. And mo- I, I mean, in as- money too. I talk about money all the time with my clients too. Yeah. I just think it's oh, yeah, healthy money. too. So I'm always like, someone will get a new job and they'll be like, I know. I like, I don't know. I, I'm really liking working after having three kids. I'm like, it's okay. You can like to make money. And she's like, heck I yeah. Like, you know, like, I just think like talking about that stuff, it, it loses its power. And I feel like people can show up. It's just so authentically when, when, when you're like, Oh yeah. I hate when that happens. Or like, people are just like, I don't know, just like so disarmed by the realness. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I, I'm joking with my clients that I'm going to add a, a line on my website that says I'm professional where it counts. Um, yeah, oh, I like that. <laughs> like I am super effing professional. Like I am so grateful that like right now, well, I'm unemployed and my employee is unemployed. We both can qualify for unemployment because I have her employed correctly. Like she is a, an employee, she gets a paycheck. So like, like I want, I, I do my best. And I think because I've always been an activist and I've always tried to yeah. stand up for what's right is I, I feel so proud that I set, I set up, you know, two years ago when I hired her that I would do it the right way. And so by doing it the right way, she now, thank goodness, even though we're at home, 
she's going to, mm-hmm. you know, it, whenever that, whenever it, you know, goes through, cause there's oh, the poor department is probably so inundated with unemployment applications. Mm-hmm. She will eventually get that, which makes me feel so grateful that I did it the right way from the get go. But yeah, so I'm professional work counts. And so, you know, I think that allows my clients to know, like when you're in my chair, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that your hair is going to look you know, done well, it's going to be, I'm not cutting corners. I'm making sure your product is applied correctly. I'm not overlapping bleach, but like, we can also talk about, you know, if you, if they want to talk about, you know, I don't try to like bring up topics, but right. You know, if if they're wanting to talk about their sex life or whatever, I mean, of course, if, (laughs) you know, depending, you know, we'll try to make sure it's within earshot or whatever of other people, but you know, try to be respectful. Um, but I will say one thing that actually happened recently. It's a little side side rail. One of yeah. my clients, I love her so much. Um, she's uh, older than, she's probably my mom's age. She's probably like 60 or so. Um, my mom's not 60. My mom's 67. I don't know why I said that. But uh, <laughs> she's, she's, she's like, she yeah. could be my mother is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I love her. And she, I've always known her as being, you know, probably most likely Christian. And she, but she's always seemed really cool. And one of my last appointments with her, probably about three weeks ago or four weeks ago, right before the, right before we closed, she said, Hey, I have a question. And I said, yeah, what's up? And she's like, there's someone that works at my work and they go by they on all of their emails. It says signed and then it says their name. And then it says they, them, their. And she said, I I just don't quite understand what that means. And I feel like you would know what that means. Mm -hmm. And like, Having someone that was sitting in my chair, she felt comfortable to ask me a question about pronouns and being transgender and having her feel like she could ask me. I wasn't going to make fun of her. It was a safe place for her to bring that up and not feel judged or like mocked or anything like that was amazing. And I think that's, you know, my goal is to try to make a safer space for people when they come in that they can open up. And I will not judge or laugh at them or when they leave, not talk crap about them behind their back. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I have a client, she was like, oh, I'm so picky. I said, you're not picky. I was like, you just know what you want. And there's, I think as women, we apologize a lot for like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm being so picky because I want my, my highlights to be this way. And I'm like, what? Like, just tell me how you want them and I'll do them. Like, you know, like. I think we work together and we figure out what you, what you want. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, well, I can attest to my mom coming to you and I feel like she like, you know, obviously has moved since, but, um, yeah, like her. she, she was always mentioning you. And I feel oh, I like, I think that it's kind of like what you're saying about that six year old woman or whatever. It's like, you don't know if you're not the only kind, like only person that someone knows that like is open and someone they can talk to. And and it's cool because it's like, I don't know. I feel like my mom would always be like, well, you know, Jen, you know, Jen and her girlfriend, they're going here and they're doing this. And Jen is so darn cute. And I'm just like, I don't think my mom knew anyone like you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that it's such a cool thing for your community, like that you can like, you know, like a conservative golf pro. She's wonderful. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. But it's like, she I is love... conservative. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. And I think like, honestly, where I live, it's actually a majority of conservative Republicans. Um, and, 
there's like a pocket of Democrats, but there's a lot of Republicans. And I mean, I don't like, I don't, we don't, you know, if people don't talk about it, I don't know. But yeah, when they're on my chair, you know, I don't shy away that I have a girlfriend, you know? And, yeah. and I think, I do think that people, I've had a couple of clients, uh, if one of this one gentleman, I see him every four weeks, he goes, yeah, I, I have, I have neighbors that are gay. No, I totally have neighbors that are gay. They're great. They're great people. You know, like, like, you know, I, and, and he was like, just, you know, I could tell he was just trying to tell me and like, no, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And, and like, even if he wasn't like, that's fine. As long as you're not yeah. a jerk to me while, I, while I'm but doing your he hair. Was you know? trying to, he was, but like, that was his way of showing up for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah <laughs> I'm cool I'm cool everything's cool you know and and no I just I think that by by trying to be authentic as best I can I think it does allow people to also be authentic and you know in, in whatever capacity they want to be uh, you know of course I don't force anybody to talk about anything if someone comes in my chair and their eyes are closed and they you know their arms are folded I'm not gonna pry your arms apart and be like let's talk you know like <laughs> they want to chill they can chill man <laughs> yeah, sometimes so I need that too yeah. <laughs> totally like if I get a quiet person I'm like oh yeah no do your work I'm good yeah totally I think even your mom had one one time she came after work she was because she would always come after work and she just she well I remember one time she was just so tired and she, I think she fell asleep you know she was just so chilled yeah. and it's like please. Like, that's the other thing. If someone wants to do that, heck yeah, man, take a nap in my chair. I'll follow the rhythm of your bobbing head. That's fine. Yeah. So what have you been doing with your time? So I went through all of the emotions. So of course it was denial. I think a lot of people, uh, probably either are there right now or have been there where you're like, nah, 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 this isn't that big of a deal. You know, maybe they've heard different things. People have said about it. And so then I was in denial. Then I, uh, I got really scared, anxious, nervous, depressed. I think I told you a little bit about that. Um, I was having really bad insomnia. I couldn't sleep. And I never, I love my sleep. Like I sleep very good. People ask me, how do you sleep well? I'm like, heck yeah. I, I don't wake up in the middle of the night, but I couldn't sleep. So that was bad. I knew that was serious. Um, and then um, I was crying a lot because I was scared. Right. And uh, like, this was like days, like, like each day was like one of those emotions. So like, <laughs> I, it was bad. Like it was not good. Um, and so what I, so then I was trying to do some self-care uh, every day while I was experiencing those emotions. So I was trying to do some yoga. I turned on YouTube, set out my yoga mat, just trying to like clear my mind. Um, one thing that's really been helping is I'll put spa music on while I'm doing anything like the dishes or um, you know, journaling or whatever. And it's like, there's something about it. That's so calming. Like, I don't know if you ever put spa music on in your house, but it is so calming. Sounds like something I'd like to do. You should try it. It's amazing. Um, so my boys actually, they still, um, they still go to their dad's house, uh, half the week. So we split up uh, during the week. So there's been some days where they've been gone and my girlfriend, bless her heart. She works for a grocery store. So she's on the front lines currently, wow. um, making sure you guys have your tissue paper and your water. And so she, she's been gone. So there was a few days where I was home alone and those were hard because I have dogs, but they don't really speak English. So 
sometimes it's tough to like yeah. actually be home alone. Uh, cause of my days off when I was by myself, I would go, I would put my earbuds in, but I would go shopping. I would like put my podcast in my ears and I'd go to target and I'd go to home goods, but I couldn't do that. So I had mm-hmm. to actually like sit there, like actually sit there. And I think one thing that I, I think is going to come from this situation that we're all experiencing is a lot is going to shift in a lot of people, because I think a lot of us are no longer busy. So we actually have to like realize like, do I really want to do hair anymore? Or like, did I really choose this career? Or like, I think there's going to be a lot of self-evaluating and a self like discovery, uh, especially amongst stylists because we get so busy and Mm -hmm. we just do the daily. And I I was writing something down because I was going to talk about it on one of my Instagram posts or whatever. I wrote the, I was trying to write the word business and I was actually t- uh, typing it and it was auto-correcting it to busyness. And it like, what were you trying to write? Business. Business. It's like B-I-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, right? But then uh-huh. busyness came up and it like my brain like exploded because I was like, when do we, we run our businesses, but we're just busy. We're just, mm-hmm. it's just busyness. Like we're not doing anything. We're not changing the world. You know, we're, we're just busy, like just to fill a void. And I think now that I'm home and now that a lot of us are home, I think we're really trying to like stay busy because it's uncomfortable when you're sitting with yourself. Like it's really uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way and they're not busy. And so they're like, shit. Like, this is who I actually am. And like, as eyelash extensions are falling off and nails are coming off and roots Mm -hmm. are growing out, I think a lot of people are sitting and they're like, this is who I am and am I happy? And so that's what I've been really like, my brain has been just going and going like these last few days. And I would say yesterday and today, maybe the day before I've been feeling more, I would say normal air air quotes, um, you know, a lot more like energetic and like trying to do like jumping jacks and like push-ups and just trying to like move my body around. But I think sitting in this moment, instead of trying to stay so busy, I think actually is really good for a lot of people. I love everything you just said. And, uh, I would say I feel a lot of compassion for hairstyles. Well, everyone, but hairstyles in general, because I agree with that. And about two years ago, I feel like I got my identities kind of, you know, pulled out from under me. And so I kind of did this work of sitting with myself and like, who's Lindsay if she's not a colorist and who's Lindsay Mm -hmm. if she's not this person's wife, like who the fuck is Lindsay? And so I think that now, like, you know, like I've been doing that for two years to be in this moment today. I'm like, I think like I could do the stay at home wife thing after all. Like I'm like, (laughs) I'm enjoying, I got a, I got a new dog yesterday. I'm like, might as well get another Uh, dog. Um, but, but I, but I feel a lot of compassion for others because I know how hard I fell in the concrete when I realized like there wasn't, I didn't know much about myself beyond what I did. And I think that you're a hundred percent right that I think that right now this is an beautiful invitation, but it's also, I, it felt like, I felt like like a ton of bricks fell on me because I was like, I didn't, I hadn't developed myself. I had developed my career. I had, I had 
put myself in these identities that I've seen myself as. And I think that it really was, uh, it, it was kind of sad. And like, I had to kind of grieve for a little while about like how little permission I had given myself to like have hobbies and do things and get to know myself. And I know that it's like, it's an awesome thing when you start to do it, but initially it's so like, it's almost like devastating to be like, Oh my God, I don't have anything if I don't have these things. And I think that that's where a lot of stylists are probably sitting today. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think what I've seen also, you know, I've been obviously everyone's on our phones, but it looks like a lot of stylists that I follow, you know, they're really just trying to pump out like tutorials and stuff like that. And obviously, like I said before, it's amazing. I think it's really great that people are offering free education, but I wonder how much of that is just trying to fill that busyness void where you're like, I'm just going to try to stay busy. It's like those people that, you know, that work out like a lot, right? Like they, they're like, well, if I, you know, they're like just always working out like hours a day, like a hike in the morning, two hour workout class at night or whatever, because like that's just how they feel like some control or whatever. And I think, you know, us chilling on our phones, you know, recording live videos all day or whatever, you know, I think sometimes like that's, we're just trying to figure this out. Like most of us are millennials that are hairstylists that are, you know, between the ages of 25 and 40 or whatever, you know, a lot of us are like, all I know is my phone and social media. And I don't know how to connect other than behind the chair or with my phone. Cause that's all we do. We like work 12 hour days. We go to work, we do our clients, we come home, we post about it. Yeah. And it's like, that's, it's so true. Like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know? I think it'd be, I think it'd be cool to learn more about like, like for instance, like people that I follow, like hairstyles, like to know more about what their interests are. Like, like yeah. treated, um, downtown LA, um, Teresa, she's got a hair loft. And one thing I think she does so beautifully is she incorporates other things she's interested in. Like she's an artist. She makes these like Mm. pocket mantras. And like, I saw she posted something the other day that was like, I'm in the meantime to make a little extra money. I'm doing embroidered dog portraits. And I'm like, God, she's such a fucking cool person because she she shares things about who she is. And I feel like that's Mm. kind of why I'm such a fan of hers. So I think that's really cool. And like, I've seen a couple other stylists, like there's a stylist named Jordan in in Eugene, Oregon. And he was like painting this like drum table. And I was like mesmerized. I'm like, what color is he going to do next? And there's so many creative people that do this work. And I think that it's cool to see how they have this creative energy that's free and to see where it goes. And so thank you so much for taking the time yeah. because I, I got so much out of talking to you and I know other people will too. Well, thank you. And who knows what's going to happen in 24 hours, but please stay safe. Stay the F home unless you have to leave. Please, please, please. From speaking from someone from, you know, March uh, 24th. <laughs> Yeah. whenever this airs yeah, totally <laughs> like stay home because your future self will thank you uh you know this we, we're all in this together yeah where can people find you uh I have an instagram uh it is gen plus color and it is spelled j-e-n-p-l-u-s-c-o-l-o-u-r and I don't do the Twitter and, uh, what else do people do? I don't know what people do, but yeah, gym plus well, color. <laughs> what about, what about house Instagram? Can, like, can people follow oh, that? Oh, sure. 
Yeah, I have a house Instagram. So I have a really cute house. And that's one thing I need to start doing is taking better, more pictures of my house. Uh, my house is called Casa Tre Palms, C-A-S-A-T-R-E-P-A-L-M-S, Casa Tre Palms, because I have three boys. And so it's like three palm trees. And so, and I used to have three palm trees outside of my house and they're now gone, but that doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> follow, <laughs> I will try to post more stuff about my house because I have a cute house. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I love chatting. <laughs>